Hello and welcome to the Nerd Outcast podcast. Today we chat about Fallout. Welcome back. I'm your host, Chris Bashan. Like I mentioned just a moment ago, we're going to talk about the Fallout series of games. A series of role-playing used to be computer games. Now I think people think of them more as console games. Um, And it's a series that I have never played. A very, very big series that is now owned by Bethesda, I think. Um, well, we'll get in, we'll get into all the nitty de- nitty details here. Um, uh, I have recently relocated here to Los Angeles, so sitting in the room with me, chatting with me, is who? Who are you, sir? Hello, my name is uh, Andrew Babcock. I am a Los Angeles-based nerd. A Los Angeles-based nerd. You are a nerd because you paint the most gorgeous miniature figures I have ever yes, seen. Yes, I am a uh, Warhammer addict. Thank you. Warhammer addict. Oh, I should have you. I should do a Warhammer podcast. Oh, yeah. We could do that easily. <laughs> um, perfect. Uh, Andrew, we're going to jump into the discussion real quick, so just hold on to your thoughts. We will grab them soon. Uh, chatting with me from Texas is... Zach. Zach. Zach, how are you doing, my friend? I'm well. How are you, sir? Good. Uh, we haven't had you on in a long time. I know. It's been a minute. It's I went out, I made my way in the world, and I discovered that this was where I belonged all this time, after you, all. I think the last time we talked, I did not have a baby. I lived in Chicago, and I did not have a wife. So Yeah, and now you're this married guy with a baby in L.A.? Right. <laughs> I mean. It's it's just what the cool kids do nowadays. Oh. Oh, guess I, I don't know oh. well no, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna grab my lady we're gonna head your way yay i'm just trying to get everybody out here that's all i'm trying to do <laughs> um perfect zach i think the last one you were on was it the fallout or no sorry was it the um half-life discussion i think it may have been yeah i think it may have been the half-life discussion um although there have been so many uh yeah i think it was half-life and i was uh very passionate about it i'm sure oh everybody's passionate well not everybody but a, a large amount of the population loves that series so and for good reason for good reason um well i'm very excited to talk to you uh, about fallout so just hold those thoughts we're almost there sure um my next guest is in chicago and who are you sir i'm sean okerberg sean how are you doing good how are you good i i believe the last time we talked we talked about motion capture yeah we did yeah. that was fun the, the art and evolution of motion capture, which was a very fun podcast. So, oh yeah, that was good. Um, is Fallout your fa- is Fallout one of your favorite games? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's it's one that I can uh, just return to over and over again. Start a million different characters. I feel I've seen you put a lot of time in on Skyrim, though. Like yeah. a lot, <laughs> like a lot <laughs> of time. I've definitely done that too. Bethesda really has me by the cojones. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I can't wait to hear how Bethesda has ruined your life, Sean. We will get back to that very soon. Uh, my last guest is in Virginia, and what's your name, sir? Hi, this is Pete Foose. Hello. Hi, again. Pete. How you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you? Good. Pete, what was the last? What, we, what did we chat about last? Oh my, uh, it's been a while since I've been on. Uh, yeah. Was it American Gods or I, th- I thought it was like something book related? 
Uh, it may have been may have been Good Omens. No, um, that's coming up later this year. Okay. When did we? We were talking know. about something, and we brought up Good Omens a lot. It may have been American Gods. It may have been. It may have been American Gods. I don't um, know. That's okay. Uh, well, you've been on the show many times before, and obviously are a gaming fanatic fan. No, I'm a gaming fan. I'm a I'm a multimedia. Fan. I like games, movies, TV, <laughs> music. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Uh, remind me to get you in on our Good Omens podcast whenever we do that. So <laughs> I would appreciate that. I love that. <laughs> I think you, my brother would kill me if I didn't have you there. So, <laughs> um, Perfect, gentlemen. Well, let's jump right in. Let's chat about the Fallout series. So real quick, just to kind of set up just a few things. Um, I, you know, I'll toss this out to the group. How would you... So I'm the outcast. I've never played Fallout. I don't know anything about it. I know it used to be um, uh, isolinear, or no, uh, a third-person perspective. Isometric. Uh, isometric, yeah. yeah. Isometric, yeah. Um, and now it's a first-person series. I know it was developed um, originally by Interplay and produced by, um, what are they called? Black Isle Studios, which is, you know, the Baldur's Gate or the Neverwinter Nights. So this series comes from, like, a really great pedigree really fantastic pedigree yeah um how would you all like in just a few words describe fallout post-apocalyptic adventure yeah Hmm. post-apocalyptic adventure yeah yeah that uh, you know what Uh, sign me up for that (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's a solid way of saying it yeah um i kind of sean would do i mean do you agree with that assessment yeah kind of it yeah absolutely and it's uh i think one neat thing about it is it's about discovery and exploration more than anything like usually the character is brand new to this world and so it's it's really like a yeah post-apocalyptic exploration adventure okay um so let's kind of go back in time and i'll let whoever wants to jump on this start but the first fallout came out in 1997 fallout 2 came out in 1998 which is really impressive to me that there's only one year of difference uh in that release (laughs) schedule and this you know diablo was already out um warcraft world of warcraft was still a few years away but you know warcraft 2 was already out um uh, the elder scrolls i believe was was active at this time and obviously we mentioned Baldur's Gate and all yep. these old Baldur's so this Gate. was like a fantastic time um for computer RPGs does any did did anybody play the original Fallout when it came back in the day or Fallout 2 I did uh I went from Baldur's Gate to Fallout oh and it was same kind of situation you know that third person turn-based combat and that's what kind of drew, drew me in um, plus the flavor of Fallout being this post-apocalyptic, uh, irradiated desert was kind of cool. It was new territory. Since you bring up Baldur's Gate, um, I know in Baldur's Gate, like, you have a party of people. There is no party in Fallout, right? Like, do you have a party of people? I'm trying to remember. I think you got, you could get, like, two companions, okay. if I'm recalling correctly. Okay. But they just, just like the modern ones, they just follow you yeah, around they just follow they you around. They're, they're not a huge yeah they boon not like a part of the narrative or anything yeah exactly and did go ahead andrew what were you gonna say uh and i mean i don't think i finished the first fallout but all i really remember is having a good time jumping into people's bunkers and clearing them out <laughs> <laughs> 
what about what about the rest of you? Have, have any of you played the original Fallout or the you know second game back in the back in the old days while we date ourselves here? The, yeah, the uh, the late nineties. <laughs> the late nineties. <laughs> oh, yeah. that classic period. Uh, years I actually have clear memories of. <laughs> Oof. Uh, I was never uh, no, I was not in on uh, Fallout One and Two, but I did. Um, Back, uh, I guess when uh, uh, the Fallout 4 came out, I just read up on the history of Fallout because I was like, well, you know, what are these old games they're referring to? So I read up a lot about the uh, different stories, different stuff, because I really like, um, I like the lore of the Fallout series. I really, I love the bunkers and mm-hmm. uh, going into the reasons that uh, they they were created, and then a lot of the original ones they had way back in, in uh, one and two, um, and I just like the so I read a lot of the old text that they included in those games without actually you know ever playing the game. Right. So funny, Zach. How did you how did you miss the games because you were into Half Life at this time and like you were on P- the PC scene, right? Uh, very, yeah. Let, let's not call it the PC scene. As far as, <laughs> <laughs> as far as what I was doing uh, with with the PCs back then, uh, it wasn't so much a scene as I had a computer that my parents gave me, Aww. and I got to play computer games. Um, so yeah, I definitely played, but I wasn't uh, so much like you know, ooh, I gotta follow follow this, and I gotta get it, uh, into other games in this series. I just never heard about it until hmm. uh, much much later mm. interesting um and sean what about you uh yeah i i missed it i remember hearing about it uh somebody very excitedly telling me about a game where you could basically just explore this world and do anything and you know at that time there was no the the open world concept was still quite a ways away and uh mm-hmm. so i'd I liked it, but at that point, I didn't have a computer that could run it or or anything like that. I came back to it uh, several years later, and um, it either found it found it too challenging or just didn't uh, didn't get into it. I played it for just a short amount of time and and lost interest in. I think two is the one that I picked up. Yeah. I feel two is the one that that well now it's you know there's there's arguments about whether new vegas or four i feel are the best games and maybe we'll chat about that but back in the day i feel two was considered very superior to the first game you know much like diablo 2 or whatnot right um so is it is it the it's not the first open world game right no way no 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 no, i don't think so sandboxes before that you had um you know grand theft auto and uh, at least before Fallout 3, and um, yeah, but there's plenty of games that would uh, allow you open world. Fallout Fallout was, I think, distinct and stood out because it wasn't just a bleak post-apocalypse. It was, uh, it was funny. Yeah, it, it was goofy. Yeah. To it. And uh, it, all the serious stuff was going down, and really dark stuff was happening in the, in the vaults, and uh, like weird experiments that give you nightmares. But on top of that, people were just funny when they talked to you. Right. Really? Yeah. yeah. They've got uh, there's there's flavor in these games, right? So where you get a lot of like uh, these sandbox games now, and they've got a lot of the same sort of cardboard dialogue, and you know, you go up to someone and you can you got an itch in the back of your neck. You're like, oh, this guy's about to give me a quest. There it is. Now mm-hmm. I'll go do the quest, and it's done. With uh, with Fallout, like 
it's just you just enjoy the conversation and a lot of the time the quests don't mean anything or they're stupid or whatever it is but the the it's all it almost always pays off to talk to as many people as you possibly can in every every settlement or that you meet along the way mm-hmm. because they take a lot of care in creating you know real characters that live in this world like they they really uh the writers for this game i really admire them for like not you know slacking off they really they really want to give it flavor in every little corner that you discover so that you keep discovering new corners as the game goes on Hmm. is the game voice acted like the Baldur's gate series and everything yeah okay oh yeah yeah you have the conversations with the uh conversation trees as well um and uh maybe this is for a later part in the conversation but uh fallout one and two had really expansive dialogue trees Hmm. Uh, and they were affected by things such as your charisma level and your intelligence level if you had an intelligence of one the only responses you can give in conversation were like huh or woo or (laughs) Uh, and it wouldn't let you converse with the npcs and they just mock you for being stupid but uh it's, it's possible to get through the game um that's so interesting does it tell a story like is there you know like diablo has a very specific story it's telling um and i feel Baldur's gate does too though it's really easy to kind of wander off the path is that kind of what fallout is like yeah they go to um they look for uh something called the garden of eden creation kit uh, or the Gek. Mm-hmm. And uh, the idea is uh, you've heard of this mystical ancient device that would help re-heal the world, and so you go off and journey of it. And, um, yeah, you know, standard hero narrative. And it's uh, just like Fallout uh, 3 and 4, they give more and more side quests that keep you distracted, but you can just run through the main game. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Are there... Also... Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was done. Oh, you were done. Okay. Yeah. I was done. <laughs> um, so, where where did you all start? Um, if you didn't start with Fallout One or Two, um, or you know which game in the series is the one that you're like, oh, we gotta we gotta champion this game. Which one? I I entered the series with uh, New Vegas, uh, and then went back to three, and then when four came out, went forward to four. Okay. But I started with uh, New Vegas. Um, which I guess might be an odd starting point. I don't know, but it. Yeah. I was immediately uh, super into it um, because it was like they start you off in a little town, and like I, I realized I could loot every little thing in whatever <laughs> room I was in, and I was like, I can just take this box. I can just. It's my box now. <laughs> oh, this is amazing, and uh, so I immediately became over encumbered. You know that little gunfight happens at the start of the game, and I was I survived, and I was super exhilarated. I was like, "Oh man!" Like uh, there was no way I should have lived through that, and I did. And I went up to the graveyard and um, and got killed by a bloatfly. Just just (laughs) so my my experience with it was: this is amazing. You die quickly. You can have anything you want. And then I just started venturing further and further out into the world, uh, and it, it. I just liked the the silence of it. Like, there's just big stretches where nothing happens, and then all of a sudden something does. 
<laughs> yeah. Long, silent stretches. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like that. Yeah. I think a lot of games like try to fill in every little moment with, oh, you mm-hmm. gotta, oh, here's more loot. Oh, God, to, gotta keep your attention. You can't have three seconds where you're not looking at flashing lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these games, they purposely play, you know, these old slow like old country songs and hmm. try to like temper your mood where you're you know get into the mood of this world where things happen slowly until they don't you know like mm-hmm. you gotta okay you got a quest you gotta go all the way over here we need you to pick up this thing and then like you might get halfway across before you know trouble hits you know, comes across your path but mm-hmm. oh yeah I, I i like that in the game like the the, the mixture of action and, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, inaction. inaction, yeah. <laughs> there mm. it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good good way to say that. Um, Sean, where did you jump in? Uh, I jumped in with three, and, um, yeah, I played all the way through it, and uh, I loved it. I thought it was really great. Um, the story and the world and, uh, yeah, those quiet moments that you were talking about, like, I feel like it really rewards... Uh, just pointing yourself in a direction and just walking. And uh, while they do a great job of the quest taking you to the major locations, there's still a lot to discover that they'll never they'll never lead you to, that you just kind of have to stumble across it. And uh, I th- those those moments, I think, are great. Just like dis- like it that feeling like you're the first person to discover this, you know, old um, airplane that's crashed here or this, you know, this, that or the other. Or finding a vault that's uh, that's long since been abandoned. Um, yeah, I, those those moments were so great, and the story yes. and the story of three, which is you know your your uh, start by looking for your father, and um, and it's just such a great like the story of the character is they're discovering this world just as you are. So it's I think the narrative just fits so great, and all that's the cool. side quests and. And I just love the uh, 1950s future kind mm-hmm. of world and the and the music. And, yeah, those silent moments can be filled by just playing the radio. And it's, yeah, good stuff. Pete, what about you? I, um, I first played Fallout and Fallout 2 on PC and gave it a shot. And while I got really deep into those games, about halfway through, I just couldn't finish them. They, uh, mm-hmm. they didn't entertain me enough to keep me going. Uh, but when Fallout 3 came out for the console, I was I was hooked. Yeah, I played the hell out of that game. And uh, I tried to be so completionist about it. And that's when I realized that there are options. You can either save Nuketown or you can flip the switch on the nuke in the middle of Nuketown. And, uh, <laughs> and then you're like, well, I'm going to have to go back and play a second form of this game where I yeah, that's blow what up save that games stupid little t- Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> what happens yep. if I flip this switch? And uh, you get access to a hotel with a bunch of rich people who give you things. And it's like, well, now I have to weigh this. Um, <laughs> it's uh, But it's... It's a lot of fun, and um, you know, we went to you know, Chris and I went to college in Virginia, and so that area there are a couple, there are a couple things that are familiar, uh, town names, and uh, they don't look anything like it, but it's fun to go to the town names and figure. Well, you know, if Leesburg is here, then the rest of it should be around, and you're trying to guess where your house may have been and all that other cool stuff. So <laughs> it's fun when it's local. Yeah. Um, Andrew, what about you? like moving later into the series 
Oh, I, I mean, I took a a big step away from it and then came back when it was on PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, that's another, you know, yeah. it's a fun, you're starting a new thing entirely. It was this new character and it's revealed to you piece by piece. Uh, and it's absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know, I kind of got lost in, in the amount of space and options <laughs> in front of me. Just, uh, yeah. you know, you've got 15 different side quests you think you're going to take on, and then you move to this new area, and 15 mutants just gang up on you real quickly, yeah. <laughs> and you got to restart. Yeah. Um, so... Whenever I bring up Fallout to anybody, or when everybody, when everybody talks to me about Fallout, um, usually they bring up New Vegas as the best in the series, or or if you know if you're gonna just play one of them, play New Vegas. Um, so, what does New Vegas do that the other games don't, or do you, or does somebody want to challenge that thought, you know, and and provide a different starting point as somebody who's totally new to the franchise? Well, I think New Vegas nails a lot of the things that make a Fallout game a Fallout game real perfectly. And I think that starts with... I think Fallout 4 really lost something when they dropped a lot of the dialogue tree options because that felt really inherent to to Fallout for me. And to not have, you know, a direct line-to-line, you know, Intelligence 7 affects this conversation this way, Science 8 affects this conversation this way losing that really like hurt dialogue for me um so they it retains that and then it retains the humor and it has vaults for you to discover it's got plenty of space for you to roam and discover fallout 3 for how great it is is actually a really small map but new vegas really expands on that and it just feels like you could it feels like you can't just cross it inside of, a, of an hour or two you know like it, it feels expansive and lonely and uh, like you really are just sort of out on your own in this world. And that's not the worst thing. And it's a good thing. Like you get to survive by your wits and by joining whichever people are best for your cause. And they're and stealing so everything in sight and stealing right. everything that isn't nailed down. I'll take every cap from everywhere. I, I know this blowfly has caps. I'm getting. <laughs> uh, and I yeah, I think yeah. that I think New Vegas uh, is just sort of the perfect combination of of uh, of everything of of the magic of this series. Mm-hmm. Um, my other guests, what do you all think? I, I'm willing to agree with that. Uh, Vegas was a great game, and um, on top of all. Uh, that Zach mentioned of new Vegas also introduced something neat, which was the faction system. There are all of a sudden these big factions that were trying to control the area that you're talking about, not just, Hey, there's a lot of mutants in this one map icon. There's now, uh, you know, Kaiser's Legion is storming the area. And if you go into this whole huge section of the map, you're going to start running into these bastards and uh, you can, you can build up relationships and get on good terms with them. And, but doing that puts you on bad terms with another faction. And it added a lot of depth to the game. You couldn't just walk from a to B. You had to consider, am I friends with these people? Are they going to let me walk through their territory? And that was a really neat thing to consider before going out onto a journey. 
New Vegas for me, I really didn't play too much of it. Um, I, uh, three and four are, are my favorites, four being my favorite. Um, and New Vegas is probably my least favorite, um, but I think that has more to do with I just didn't play enough of it. Uh, I think that the, at least my experience was that the challenge ramped up um, was not very smooth for me. Like, I felt like I kept running into nearly unbeatable characters pretty early on, and I just had a really uh, tough time with it, and so I ended up losing interest in it, um, whereas 3 and 4, I think, ramped up a little bit. It was at least a little bit more obvious to me where I could and could not go, whereas New Vegas just kicked my butt. Hmm. What What is it about 4 that, that puts it over the top for 3 for you, Sean? Uh, 4, I, I love the... Um, the uh, your companions storylines and exploring mm. those um, I do like the base building although I didn't spend that much time building the bases but I liked the fact that I could uh, have a home and uh, construct uh, construct an area and uh, and you know look out for the people that lived there and mm -hmm. and I liked that sort of uh, micromanaging but yet it's as much as you wanted to put into it. So you don't have to, you know, spend a lot of time making sure everybody's fed and, and whatnot if you really don't want to. But it's, it was well, kind of a fun aspect of the game, and I think it still had all that story stuff that I really wanted. Or if you really wanted to, you could spend 16 hours constructing a base. <laughs> like, perfectly changing all your fire lanes, setting up barricades or bales making custom houses for your people mm -hmm. going out and collecting supplies endlessly and then bringing right. them back. Yeah. I like so, that it, it did give a purpose to those, to the, all those little random things that you find out in the world and you can, you know, even set your icon so that it can, or your uh, HUD so that you can search for specific stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. That's right. an excellent point because cool um, in fallout three in new Vegas, there was all that, all that same junk was there and lying around but there was never a reason to pick up 12 dinner plates. But, but now in, in Fallout 4, uh -huh. <laughs> I'm setting the table in my apartment, yeah. and I need plates. Uh, yeah. But now, now you you can set plates on your tables if mm -hmm. you want well, with, because of the base Role-playing dinner is my main goal. <laughs> you could also use the ceramic to uh, improve your power armor, too. So that's a... Uh, Yes, you know, sir. Now there's a reason I'm looking for dinner plates. It's really just to bring it back to something you said, Zach. The the dialogue trees um, for Fallout Four. Uh, so, like, are there no choices in in fallout 4 or are they just overly simplified they there are options right okay but they don't in most cases feel uh impactful so it in a lot of a lot of cases not all the cases i think they retained some of the choice being there and some after effects but i think in a lot of the, a lot of cases you don't feel like well there's three or four ways this conversation could go you know it feels like i'm sort of being shunted down a lane here where you know, it's either yes or no with this guy. Either yes, I'll get his help for X quest, or no, I need to go in this other direction. 
So, you know, in a lot of cases in, uh, in Fallout 3 and in, and in New Vegas, like, you could approach an NPC and it would be like, you know, if you have got Science 8, this can end this way. If you've got Intelligence 7 or above, this conversation can go this way. I really uh, like or, that. you know, you can... <laughs> Or you can just bail on the whole thing and be a, a jerk to this guy, and uh, that that will end it a different way, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's it, it just felt uh, um, I don't know. It just felt like there was a lot more choice and fun in any interaction with uh, with mm-hmm. the NPCs. So just kind of diving a little bit into the specific of the series, like when I think of um, oh, what is it? Um, underwater, big dome. Bioshock? Thank you. I'm glad from those two words you you gathered what I was trying to say. Um, so like, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, underwater big dome. I love underwater that big game. dome. Yes. Okay. Underwater big dome. Um, great game. Great game. Uh, so when I think of Bioshock, I think of the big daddies. When I when you know when I think of Resident Evil, I think of those you know undead dogs or zombies. What mm-hmm. are what are kind of some of the uh, you know iconic images of Fallout or some of the iconic monsters or be that you know, power armor. Power, power armor, armor. absolutely and super mutants mm. super power mutants armor and super mutants yeah yep and death claws i'd say death claws death claws, death claws. vaults i guess mm-hmm. and, yeah, and vaults the vault, and vault, vault suits yeah yeah wearing your skin tight vault suit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because every game i think every game starts out as a vault dweller right um because i know one and two three four yeah one so every four. game yeah yeah so um the all every game starts you as a vault dweller and i think it's funny even 76 does i think it's funny is that they're kind of running out of ways to have you emerge from a vault and like come up with reasons that you'd be leaving especially since most of the vaults you find have some really effed up story about them so how do you continuously come from the vaults that aren't all messed up on the inside and Mm -hmm. i think they're running out of ideas a little bit (laughs) we'll get to that (laughs) <laughs> oh. oh boy we'll get to that um we we established this was a bethesda game right this is bethesda is that it right? is yeah. now yeah okay. yes okay so I believe new vegas was not though am i correct they um, they did they had a uh, subcontractor come in but it was still under bethesda it was um zenith studios i want to say right yes i think you're right oh or new vegas yeah 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 Yeah, well it was uh if i'm reading this right it's obsidian which obsidian yep just still a great developer yeah um anyway the reason i bring up bethesda is i i know bethesda games can be buggy um i i was unable to finish skyrim because my copy of skyrim stopped it just stopped working um uh so so bethesda games are sometimes shunted out the door with some problems are there any major did you all ever encounter any major game glitching breaking bugs in yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's part of the fun of this series though is that it's really buggy And weirdo stuff can happen because of that. Like uh, NPCs behave in very odd ways. You you know they launch you into the air like the <laughs> the Skyrim <laughs> giants. Yeah, that'll just <laughs> uh-huh. uh, it, it it's uh it's got some it's got some cool fun bugs because they have a lot of little systems working in tandem with each other, and the way those systems interact, I think uh, 
um, is most of the time not game breaking. I think Fallout 4, I had a couple of game breaking bugs that really uh, pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, there were some quests I couldn't complete because mm-hmm. the item uh, wouldn't leave my inventory or something like that. It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's funny with the bugs. Uh, that's why originally New Vegas wasn't high up on my list. I didn't like it as much as Fallout 3 at first because I bought it brand new. And there were so many bugs in it. And I was, um, a couple of them, I got trapped in the, you know, I clipped through the ground. And so I constantly had to restart uh, in this one particular area. And it was really frustrating. And it was, um, yeah, it's great now. You know, they've gone back and patched everything. Uh, but initially, that's why I didn't like it. But I could I could see it for the great game it is. Yeah, my most frustrating bugs were probably uh, your companions getting stuck on, like, a rock or or something oh god i had to reload so many things like (laughs) at the beginning of of a dungeon just because yeah i could not get them they're just like oh i'm stuck behind this you know shin high rock and this is my life now uh, and i will never leave where i want to (laughs) be yeah (laughs) i'm gonna settle down here for the next hundred years i'll be yeah i think i live here now ah the greatest enemy of all a rock (laughs) um that's fantastic is there anything that I feel, just from what I know of most of you, Fallout is not your favorite game. Like, I know, Pete, you're you're still pretty hardcore Mass Effect, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If I'm going to say uh, favorite role-playing game, it's going to be Mass Effect. Uh, okay. Fallout games, and um, they're in the ex- for me, they're in the exact same category as uh, Elder Scrolls games. They're, they're the mm-hmm. same game, just mm-hmm. one's after a nuclear apocalypse and one's a fantasy realm. They, mm-hmm. They're the same. Absolutely. Um, but they're so much fun. Like they, they found they nailed a formula that's just a lot of fun to play in single player format. Mm-hmm. It's a great idea and it's so much fun to go through the world. What about what about the rest of you, my guests? Is this your favorite is there a role playing series that beats this out for you and if so, why? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know, man. I guess it just depends on the day you catch me because when I'm playing, <laughs> when I'm playing Fallout, like it's the only thing there is. I'm like, I've got like five things I'm trying to take care of before I have to go to sleep. I'm like, okay, I got to go over here. I need to collect some caps. I've got to go. Well, they, they, I want to go to the Colo Museum. Did I get all my I dinner go plates? To the quarry. Is it, and if there's uh, if there's ever like a death claw sanctuary, I take it as a personal challenge, you know. Like, well, I have to go in and clear it out, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no sanctuary for death claws in my town. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They're not safe here. I mean, I'm not safe here, but uh, <laughs> I yeah. I so the it, it has it has a real great way of of making you live in the world that uh, I don't know. Uh, most RPGs don't have. I found that a little bit with Mass Effect, but Mass Effect, I feel like you're on rails more than you are with Fallout. Mm. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you yeah. are going on the suicide mission. doesn't matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't want to do that. I'm Every good. mission is yeah. a suicide <laughs> mission. No, I think I'm good. I think let him take over. I don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I like the, uh, the freedom of it because I'm a, I'm a side mission guy through and through. I... Uh, I I really it took me six months or or more of playing Skyrim before I ever got around to uh, getting getting over to Sovngarde and, and figuring out what the hell is going on. With the, uh, oh, we, you gotta, 
You gotta kill this dragon. Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, we, yeah. we were talking about Skyrim off mic, and it was like, well, I could go help these dragons, but I really want to buy this house and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. get it. I gotta a, have get... a place to store my extra swords that I'll never Yeah, I gotta use. smelt all right. this ore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I guess, um, well, real quick before we move on, Sean, what about you? Like, where, because again, I've, I've seen you play a lot of Skyrim. Yeah. Um, I see your I see your file on my Nintendo Switch. You know, I can see <laughs> I can see how much time you spent playing. So, right. Like, <clears throat> what what's your favorite role playing series, Sean? It's, is it- oh, it it is really hard also for me to choose. And like like you said, it's uh, depends on the day. But um, Fallout is just so uh, the world is just so amazing. And I do love Skyrim, and I do have put many hours into that game and i've bought it several different times now um but it's that the fallout it's just this like the main story is so compelling and the side stories are so compelling and um the music in the world it's yeah i I, i've got to say that's my favorite because it's yeah it's so good Mm -hmm. andrew what about you um it is not I mean I've only played the first one and the fourth one it's not my top RPG. I was just remembering now that I put down Fallout 4 when Final Fantasy 15 came out. Mm. And I replaced that with something else, but I think Final Fantasy 15 is really or Final Fantasy series is my wheelhouse. That's yeah, where I Of course. Yeah. role play at and have fun with. But I think I had the same kind of issues with Final Fantasy 15 that I had with Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you do you all feel since since Fallout, you know, originated as a PC game and then has has been simultaneously released on, you know, Windows and consoles, do you feel it's a game better played on a console or on a computer? You know, if given the choice, like where should I like if I wanted to play New Vegas, which is on Windows but also on the PS3 and, you know, xbox like where where would where where's the ideal place to play this game i would just go for the most bug-free version just to go back. <laughs> yeah the most recent version on the yeah, most, the recent, most recent version yeah if it's on a console or if it's on a pc i don't know great but that's the one you want because when you hit a, <laughs> when you hit a game breaker when you're in the middle of a thing like it's, mm-hmm. oh it hurts it's a hurt it hurts yeah yeah um zach you mentioned uh mass effect you know kind of putting you on rails to a to a decent amount how does how does uh where does fallout range on you know the open world gaming spectrum is it are you just totally open to go like could you just never finish the game or does it do a good job of kind of inspiring you to follow its story or is is the story pretty you know either not well written or just not engaging you Uh, know it 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 does i mean yeah you've got you've got endings that you can get to but that's the thing is that you've got endings right like uh, New Vegas, I think, had sort of famously like nine distinct, like really distinct endings, depending on what faction you went with or no faction at all. Right. Um, and uh, Fallout 4, again, uh, fewer uh, of those endings, but still really distinct factions that you could side with. And then the, that absolutely affects the way that the game ends for you. So, um yeah, I mean, you could you could absolutely play these games forever and just never finish them. 
I mean, I did that with Fallout Four. Like, mm-hmm. once once I got to the to the end, I was or towards the end, I was like, oh, I see what's about to happen. Uh, for a long time, I just avoided it. I was like, <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to uh, spoiler alert, you know, kill my son. So I just. Aww, <laughs> aww, <laughs> aww. Uh, Chris. Is uh, he though? Come on. <laughs> is he though? Come on. Yeah, but is he though? Right. Is he though? <laughs> um, so yeah. So I, uh, uh, I. I don't know. I, I like the world more than I like uh, finishing a story. Um, but NPR forever. Um, uh, uh, that's my faction. Mm. I thought you meant like NPR, like the radio station, and I didn't oh, I really mean, know what that I, meant. I'm doing sort of like a side thing where I just publicize NPR. <laughs> like that's, I love them, and I think their radio is good. Right. <laughs> so I never actually finished four, and I keep meaning to, but I just start a new character instead. But um, yeah, that same sort of thing is what you were saying. Like you start to see where you have to pick sides, and I want to just explore everything and so i've keep just not picking a side <laughs> and, and not picking a faction just because i don't want down to the road and yeah i don't want to burn any bridges i want to keep playing and uh yeah. so it's yeah so i just never finished it but i will someday <laughs> oh uh sean you just made me think of a question i meant to ask are there starting new characters and stuff are there character classes um in this world like in Skyrim, you know, your race and your... Well, I guess there's not... Ri- well, I mean... We, yeah, what's the customization there's... system for Fallout? <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get to sort of... Uh, well, one, they want you to do a bunch of face reshaping that matters not at all. Right. Mm. So you spend, like, in most, in most of these games, you spend this inordinate amount of time sort of, like, getting your face just right and then you're playing first person the entire game. <laughs> or you can switch to third person and look at the back of their head the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> right. Or a mask that they're wearing. I try to spend a lot of time on the back of my head to make sure there's something really cool there for me to see. Uh, but the real, the real uh, character selection it comes from the special system, which is actually a really fascinating way of building, uh, building your character, right? So... Special is an acronym, and each of the letters stands for, like, uh, strength, um, perception, you know, perception, uh, etc. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, amping them up or down absolutely has a very real effect in the game. So if your luck isn't high enough, that has a terrible effect on uh, one of the other systems in the game. If you, you know, if you're not strong enough, you can't talk to certain characters in a certain way. If you're not perceptive enough, well, you miss a lot of stuff that, uh, so you won't get a certain items like when they when they pop up in uh, in options, right? So uh, it really they, I felt like they worked really hard to make sure that that mattered right at the beginning of the game, um, which I, I thought was a really cool that's a really cool thing and it, and it adds a lot of replay to it. Yeah, like there are no classes, but I think just like you said, depending like there's only two builds that I've really had success with, and that's either. Um, high endurance and strength just a a beefy boy running up and punching people or um (laughs) perception and agility and just sneaking around and and, uh and specializing in guns yeah um so it's i'll jump between those two builds and then the rest of the stuff is is a little bit more 
uh, flavor as far as, you know, oh, I really want to get into the crafting or I want to really get into the, the, um, the charisma of it all and, you know, and bring groups together and whatnot. Andrew? Yeah, same. I mean, same. it's all in the skill tree. It's, yeah. Which I, makes it nice and kind of modular. Like, yeah, that's. I mean, Skyrim used a... I feel Skyrim used a similar system to mm-hmm. that. I remember a lot of skill trees in Skyrim. And I remember the race has some effect. They're just not different races. In that. Like, you, you're always a human in Fallout, mm-hmm. is that correct? Yes. Generally yep. speaking? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you get male or female. That's your customization option. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, were you going to say something, Zach? Well, male and female has itself a very minor effect in a couple of the skills that you can have. Like, Mm. uh, I think it's like Black Widow means that if you're a woman, it's maybe easier to kill people. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's the Black Widow (laughs) lady killer flip thing. So if you're you're a woman, you can get a skill that gives you extra damage against men. And if you're a Mm -hmm. man, you can get a skill that gives extra damage against women. Yeah, so it's pretty very... problematic, the Fallout game. <laughs> right. well, it's just, it makes more sense to choose a lady because 80% of the people you run into are guys. Are uh, yeah. So you could yeah. just I mean, choose a lady. I mean, this podcast. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the ethics of Fallout later on. <laughs> there are no um, ethics in Fallout. It's, it's just yeah. it's, it's um, like Skyrim. There's no ethics. I would be, I would be remiss if uh, I didn't bring this up, but whenever I, whenever I see Fallout, in action, um, or I see, you know, those desolate landscapes or, or kind of the 1950s vibe that they go through in a lot of, like, their Fallout, the Vault Boy or whatnot, I get um, Bioshock vibes. Like, I, I, I don't know if they share a similar DNA of creators or something, because I know Bioshock also has this kind of 1950s, you know, underwater aesthetic aesthetic it's that yeah. retro it futurism it's, right uh, how do people in the 1950s see the future yeah right what if art deco was everything yeah it's a look right. back at the future yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i like that <laughs> um just because we were also talking about this off mic um zach you mentioned uh having recently replayed the first mass effect and you felt it doesn't hold up as well as it used to. Oof. No, I mean, uh, and I, I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, ooh, I've already got a frown. No, face. no, no, no. I, um, no, no, I, I agree with you. It, it, it's not holding up well. It's, oh, it's, yeah. it's got some janky controls in it. Yes, and that, that was my main issue with it. Like, uh, for me, the number one, uh, and this is debatable too for I guess everybody, but for me, the number one, like, thing that uh, uh, gives me pleasure with the game is like the playability of it right the graphics can do whatever the systems can do whatever but if if it's got a really playable system like i can like engage with it really easily then that makes it fun and if that system is difficult like it is for mass effect now the the fair the very first one let me be really specific the only the first one (laughs) (laughs) the second and third are just amazing uh the second more than the third of course Uh, different different podcast um zach i'm already getting a lot of hate mail um (laughs) so i'm just gonna forward that to you buddy oh but yeah like if if that mechanic's uh not in place then i'm just not gonna have all that much fun with the game um um the reason i bring that up would you uh, does fallout hold up you know um 
I, you know, applying that that filter, which I think is a great filter. I, I agree with you. Like, if the game has good game design and playability, to me, the graphics don't really matter, you know? Um, yeah. So how does Fallout hold up, especially some of the older titles nowadays? Oh, it's fine. Fallout 1 and 2 are, are weird to play just because it's a... It's an old kind of way of playing games with the top-down turn-based strategy, mm. but they hold up just fine. I mean, other than the lovable bugs, there's not really much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like uh, uh, 3 and 4, um, they benefit more from a stronger game engine because they're ambitious. Uh, when, I say th- when I say 3 and 4, I meant 3 in New Vegas, excuse me. Because they're very ambitious games with older uh, game engines, and so that sort of lag picks up when you know you're in certain situations that are crowded with a lot of enemies or a lot of items or you know whatever's happening in the world right then. So when it becomes a lot more complex, uh, you can feel the wear of the old engines, but the playability is still very high. Uh, Andrew, Sean, would you guys agree with with that or? or... I agree with it, and but I feel like it's just it's a it's a choice of which kind of game you're gonna play. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Fallout One and Two, I mean it's a it's a turn-based strategy. Mm. And then if I'm gonna play Four, I really feel like I'm living in the setting, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like it if I'm playing that turn-based. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good that point. it's interesting that they kind of that's a really fundamental change to that series. And I right. mean they they changed developers, so I I understand why that happened. Um, but they like, did it successfully. Yeah, I would they did also it very say. successfully. Yeah, yeah. You could uh, tell that that the guys at, at Bethesda who made Elder Scrolls were fans of Fallout, and when they got yeah. it, they were like, "Ooh, let's put Fallout in our Bethesda game engine. It, it would totally fit. Let's do that." And it did. It Fallout Three was a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. How does how does Fallout stack up to you know? How does it stack up to the Mass Effects, to the Red Dead Redemptions of the world? Like, how how does this series hold up to its its contemporaries? Well, I mean, I guess I guess we have to talk about Fallout seventy six. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> yep. Here it comes. So, so as as the outcast, you know, for for months, a long time, you know, it seemed the gaming community was super excited for seventy six, and I I have family in West Virginia. You know, and this is a game set in Appalachia. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Go up that... to Harper's Ferry. I could go up to Harper's Ferry right Harper's now. Harper's Ferry, yeah, let's go to Harper's Ferry. 20 minutes away, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go to Charleston. No. Um, so, like, it looked really interesting to me. And the environments looked really gorgeous and, and, and all this stuff. Uh, and then the game came out. And I think I'm probably pretty accurate in saying it was critically panned. And I don't know why so can can you all explain to me what went wrong with fallout 76 because this was supposed to be like the evolution of the series and was supposed to be this brilliant thing and what what happened well i can speak as to what i didn't like about it and the problems that i had with it um i think mostly and this is very personal is that i just wanted to play fallout 4 with my friend or with a couple of friends and this was not that game. Um, and <laughs> so it's a big part of it that I did not like was the way they handled uh, PvP because you can um, you can turn it off, but they can but people can still do damage to you. It's just uh, 
it's uh, brought way down. So I started playing and I got out of the vault and I went a little bit in it and I immediately had somebody just following me around shooting me for 15 minutes until I finally died. And, um, and it was just not the game I wanted to play. It's not the way, it's not Fallout to me because Fallout is, you know, this kind of lonely world that you're exploring. And it, instead it just became another way to grief people. And, uh, and so that was a big part of it. Also the, um, uh, the inventory management, which is a big part of Skyrim and Fallout was just all that more extreme. So you still have to collect stuff in order to build your camp, but you can only carry very few items and you can only store very few items. And so it just became a really annoying resource management system. Um, yeah, so those were my big beefs with it. Yeah. You didn't want to play well, Fortnite in the middle of your Fallout 4? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, my big problem with it was the quest system in general, just the, the things to do in the game. It had the neat stuff that you know Fallout generally does, which is neat locations that you just, hey, what is that place? Oh, cool, it's a trailer park. Let's see what's going on. Um, but that's all it was. That's all it was. You wander around and see neat things. You wander through that neat thing for 30 seconds. And then that's it. There's no connecting, overarching narrative. I, I like having a story in my game. So I'm, But beyond that, like games as a service that run like this one, like uh, Destiny or Division or something like that, they have, you know, events and cool things you can do together as a group. In this one, it's like, hey, you want to help me do these 17 side quests over here? No, thanks. I have 32 side quests over here that I'm doing. <laughs> oh, well, seven of them line up, so let's go do those seven. And it's just, it's tedious. Fallout 76 is tedious. Yeah, there's also a, a, a mechanic of uh, you have to constantly be eating and drinking, which uh, I think is an interesting idea for a survival game. Or a, you know, it's it can work in a survival game. But yeah, it's tedious, I think, is the right word. It it's just becomes an annoying thing that you got to constantly be thinking about. The, they have a hardcore mode in um, at least New Vegas where you're required to to maintain food and and, uh, and you know like survival mm -hmm. um, with those things. But it is entirely optional, and I never use it because I I like <laughs> I don't want to think about that. <laughs> Um, I full disclosure, I never played Fallout seventy six, but I was a veto straight away because it sort of sacrifices the main thing I like about uh, the Fallout games, which you guys just mentioned was the like it's a solo game in a lonely world where you're on your own and you're doing this stuff, and to have you know a bunch of people that are sort of really purposely breaking the game and griefing you or not, you know, it's not like I'm like really super role-playing when I'm in the world or anything, but, like, I am sort of naturally pulled in. Um, uh, other other players, uh, they just make me angry, Chris. Yeah, sure. <laughs> is it... So is it an MMO? It, oh, yeah. Full okay. MMO. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that may not have been the best choice. And it's not... <laughs> and like we were talking about earlier, no you vendors. don't have different classes. You don't have different, yeah. like... It's you don't really build a party, 
Like you, you can kind of specialize as far as different things you're good at, but it's not like you can't have a healer. You can't have a, you know, tank or it's, you know, it's not made yeah. that way. It's four people soloing together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. You can't, you can't play it offline. No, no. Oh man. That's so interesting. I wonder why they did that. Yeah, it's it's just like uh, yeah. Well, they want to hop on the Destiny bandwagon, as you know, or Warframe or whatever any other these other games as a service. Um, they're just they've been creating platforms. They haven't been creating games. They create the the base infrastructure of a game, and then release it and make you pay full dollar value for it and get everybody to play it and beta <laughs> test it. Um, and the whole while you realize, well, they didn't actually sell me a game. They they sold me pieces of a game that I now have to spend my own fucking time putting together and making a game out of it. That's your job. You're, you're a programmer. You're a developer. Why do I have to make the game? <laughs> well, we wanted to crowdsource this and make sure that no. you know, everyone got to no. contribute. <laughs> yeah. The synergy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh um well let's see here we're we're nearing the hour mark since they want us to be the game designers now you know how do we fix fallout you know what is the future of fallout or or what does another game series do that you would love to see interjected into the fallout series you know like Ooh. where Ooh. where does it go from here how do we make it better they got to stop going for the big triple A releases like the $60 games. I want to see them put out like a $30 turn-based strategy version of a Fallout story. You know, just for one game bring it on back to Fallout 1 and 2 and give me turn-based strategy, but you know, polish it and make it you update it, make it nice. Um get people interested in that and do interim games. You can make money off of that easy. Uh, and not do the $60 ones and save the $60 titles for like Fallout 4, Fallout 5, like the big releases, which follow that classic model, a lonely wanderer through a giant open world at some city within, I'd like to see what's happening in other parts of the world, frankly, not just the U.S. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. That's where I was thinking is, is, is take it outside the U.S. and and show us what's going on and show us like, Maybe there isn't, uh, they didn't have the same vaults uh, in the other parts of the world that they did in the U.S., and they had something else, you know? Like, what what was their mechanism for survival, mm-hmm. and how did that affect them? What are the factions that arose because of that, you know? Um, yeah, I, I would be interested to see the rest of that world. Yeah. Uh, and the way that played. Yeah, give, give me a frozen Siberia with Ooh. Fallout irradiated tundra. And what is that compared to what the Fallout 4 was? Or an underwater vault? Or underwater under, vault, Underwater yeah. domes? Underwater domes? <laughs> yeah, like a yeah. like an Ayn Rand type like that yeah. took this like, Fallout world underwater. I wonder yeah. what that game would be like. Industrialist <laughs> Underwater dome! Underwater <laughs> domes! Underwater dome simulator. I think we just wrote the next one, Fallout, underwater dome. There was, there was that um, Fallout shelter game that they released. Um, oh, yeah. Like a few that months was ago. Fun. That, that was, that, was that was like, a, you know, kind of a, I guess, a tower defense type of no, it's game. Like a farming. Yeah, whatever Settlement it is. building game, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Sean, what were you going to say? I cut you off. Oh, no. I, I would like it to go, uh, and I think I mentioned this before, I, I want to have the same kind of solo experience, 
but be able to add a friend or two or three. You know, I do like the idea of um, exploring this world with somebody, even if you're not, you know, necessarily creating a party. But yeah. um, I, you know, I would I would love to, you know, explore a vault with, you know, with one other person. Either we take two different paths or we kind of cover each other or whatever. But um, yeah, that's I still want that, especially because I was hoping Fallout 76 would be that. And it's not. So borrow the good parts of um, Diablo 3. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or even or, border, or like Borderlands. Borderlands. Yeah. Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Borderlands is a great example. Right. Mm-hmm. Nice. In fact, that's what Borderlands is. It's it's Fallout multiplayer. It kind of is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even make that connection, but it really is. It really is. Um, like guns that walk. <laughs> I'm so excited for Borderlands 3. Sorry. Hey, Sorry, wrong this game. Isn't, wrong game. This isn't wrong the game. Borderlands yeah. podcast. Right. Right. Yeah. Keep it back. We right, should Borderlands do that. 3 hype yeah. podcast is right after this. <laughs> All right, we're going right into Borderlands 3. Here we go. Um, so uh, we're over the hour mark. Is there any I've, – I've asked all the things I wanted to ask. Is there anything you all want to speak about, you know, specific moments from the games or just something maybe we haven't given a shout-out to? Can we get spoilery with Fallout 4? You can get – I'm okay with that. I'm. You're going to tell me, and I'm not going to remember, and then one day I'll play okay. that game, and it'll surprise me. So. No, it's just uh, it felt like there was an ending, and I found out that this is the case. Uh, there's an ending in the game that isn't in the game and that they were afraid to put in <laughs> to freak people. Uh, yeah, it, but it's buried under the code. That's what I was trying to say. So you can unlock it if you have a PC version, but you can play this ending of the game where it turns out where you can become the leader of the Brotherhood of Steel and... Uh, as one of the endings, and on top of that, there's another ending bandied about that uh, you, in fact, were a simulant the whole time, that you were one of the replicants, and that explains a lot of the gaps in the story, uh, especially when it comes to the the guys, uh, to the Institute who's making them. It, mm. it really kind of fills in some of the gaps if you were, a, That's you not were an artificial being the whole time. Mm-hmm. Are are all the games um, chronological? Like, does Fallout Four take place after New Vegas and Three? Does Seventy Six take place after Four? Yeah, yeah, they they're connected and they take place in the same world, but sometimes they're like twenty, thirty years apart. Oh, okay. And Seventy Six jumps back in time like a hundred years. Oh. Yeah, Seventy Six is closer to the uh, the right. I think Seventy Four, Twenty Seventy Four is when the war takes place. Is that what is that the case? Yeah, the... yeah. Yeah, so 76 is like, oh, a couple of years after, it's everything's really still very dangerous and, and uh, explo- exploding. <laughs> <laughs> and all these people are just, hey, quest with me, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, come with me. Bang, yeah, bang, apparently, bang, the apocalypse causes everyone <laughs> into a dick. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually that's actually probably the closest version of reality is just someone being a dick to you for 15 minutes at a time during the apocalypse yeah. oh, i'm not looking forward to the apocalypse guys <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not gonna be great it's not even that people are like the worst they're just jerks they just he took my loot oh come on come on i was man. keeping all those ceramic plates come on uh, i'm role-playing dinner yes <laughs> Well, I need four I, more forks. <laughs> I uh, I am a I am a you know a champion for goodoldgames.com. I really love that website, and every now and then I get an email from them going, "Hey, New Vegas is only nine dollars. You should buy it." And I'm That's really really 
Yeah, yeah, I, I can't is. imagine that's not a not a you know bad deal at all. So I think I think I'm gonna take the plunge, you guys. I don't know when Do I'm gonna have to, I don't know when I'm gonna have time. Right but... after Half Life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just building. I'm just waiting for Half Life Three to come out so I can just uh, experience. Oh, right. Aren't we that all? Old <laughs> While you're waiting. <laughs> yeah. It's like waiting, waiting for George Barton to finish code Half Life Three for yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what the next Half Life game is. So it's just all coding together with friends. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the real Half Life Three is the friends we make along the way. Yes. We took games as a service to a new level. Now you program the game yourself. <laughs> um oh my gosh uh any final thoughts on fallout we're we're at the end here so any anything you guys want to want to say here bef- about fallout should we should we you know you i feel we you're all recommending it nobody's saying don't play this you know yeah play any of the single player the new console ones whether it's three new vegas four they all have the good stuff in them so even if we're quibbling over little things we don't like about one game or the other but I would sit down and play Fallout 3 again in a heartbeat if someone said, this is the only game you could play. Okay, I could play that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with that. It's super worth playing, super excellent games that pull you into... I mean, if you're looking for a single-player experience that pulls you in, any of those three games, 3, New Vegas, or 4, um, will just eat your days away, uh, and you'll be, ha- you'll be happy for the chance. Sean, are you going to tell me to play Skyrim? Yeah, go play Skyrim. It's uh, <laughs> Fallout not so much. Uh, no, it's um, yeah, they're great, and they're it, it's such a nice little like you can just uh, especially with uh, I play it on Xbox One. You can um, uh, not necessarily shut it down, so I can just turn on my Xbox One, play a few minutes of it, turn it back off, just you know, explore a little bit more of. Uh, you know, burnt out school or a vault or something like that. And, uh, and yeah, just get little chunks of it as well as playing, you know, larger arcing stories. Just remember to put points into intelligence so you can unlock computers. Cause that was a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. That's a priority yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think, I think I've, I'm about 40 hours into fallout four and I think I'm going to go back into it and, you know, in the, you know, 17 miles between where I start out and my quest is, I'll find 37 side quests and <laughs> I'll enjoy doing that. I think, I think I'll, I'll buy Fallout 76. I'll befriend you, Pete, and then I'll invite <laughs> you on a, creepy. I'll invite, I'll shoot you <laughs> and then I'm going to take whatever quest item you have on your body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome, gentlemen. Well, cool. We're at the end here. Um, real quick, where can where can people follow you? Or you know, do you have any side projects you're working on, Andrew? I know. Do you want to plug your? I'll, I'll plug my my miniature painting. You can find my Instagram is the best place yes. to see all of that. Uh, at and Babcock. Yes, Andrew paints. What, what do you? It's mainly Warhammer. Right? Mainly Warhammer. Okay. Any sort of D and D miniature tabletop stuff. Star I'm Wars? into it. Yes. You paint Star Wars. I will paint some Star Wars. I have an opportunity to yet, but uh, if you want to give me some of that Imperial salt, Imperial salt to paint, I will do it for you. All right. Um, Pete, what about you? Where can people find you? Well, I uh, live a private, middle-class, anonymous life, so I uh, I don't have an online presence or any uh, creative projects at the moment. But I just got promoted at work, 
and I work for a financial institution. So, uh, you know, Congrats. put your money in a bank, I guess is the advertisement I could give. Put your money in a vault. In a hey, vault. Hey, That's good. Hey. That's good, Chris. Good. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, buddy. Sean, what about you? Um, depending on when this comes out, uh, if you are in the Chicago area, check out um, Abel's production of As You Like It. And on May 20th at uh, Chicago Shakes um, and probably more well it, it comes out on Tuesday but probably it came out recently is uh, Mortal Kombat 11 check that out should be amazing um, yeah that's me and Sean do you what, just for those listening can you define what Able is just so uh, yeah Able is a uh, acting ensemble for young adults with Down syndrome another developmental differences and um yeah we do a uh we do a show a semester we're doing as you like it this semester and um every actor we trade off the roles uh from scene to scene so we'll have like a hat that represents one character and so it uh just goes from actor to actor and it's uh it, they're really neat shows and they're you know a lot of fun to watch and uh yeah check them out very cool and zach what about you um i have uh, excuse me, there's a door opening. Uh, <laughs> That's my baby coming back. Oh. <laughs> Your baby's opening doors? Baby. She's <laughs> progressed. Yes, I knew she was smart. Just like the raptors. <laughs> <laughs> I wrecked the car, Dad. Clever, no, no. girl. She's learned basic. She's knowing code. <laughs> she Maybe play she 76. A better game than 76. This is a Unix yeah. system, Dad. <laughs> I know this. I know this. <laughs> Uh, oh man! Uh, I'm on uh, the Instagrams uh, at Zach Mun Z A C H M U H N. Any upcoming stuff I post on there lately? I've just been cooking from the uh, the New York Times cooking blog. Hmm. So I just I make a lot of recipes and I do a lot of writing now. Then oh, that's cool. uh, and that's what life is, Chris. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I just made a matzo ball soup for the Seder yesterday. You know, like, you mentioned the dinner plates earlier, and now it's all syncing up. Like, it's it's all coming I together got, for I me. got dinner on the mind. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, this has been a really interesting discussion, and I, I'm really curious to check out Fallout now. I've been your host, Chris Bashan, and chatting with me about the Fallout, seri- Fallout series has been... <laughs> Pete Foos. Andrew Babcock. Zach Munn. Sean Okerberg. Thank you and have a good night.